Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and today I am speaking with Charlie Williams, who is a really inspiring, interesting individual. She is an Ironman athlete. She is an expat. She is a vegan. She is sober. And she also uh, is the community leader at Lululemon. And today we are going to be talking about uh, personal transformation. So welcome, Charlie. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're so welcome. I'm, I'm happy that you reached out to me about being a guest. Um, you know, we've, we've known each other since Lululemon, since before Lululemon opened, actually. Um, and so it's really awesome to have a conversation with you and, and talk about your story and talk about, I think, what's behind your story, which is the, the journey that many of us have taken ourselves in terms of the emotional journey of how we navigate challenge in life and how we um, overcome challenges. And so I think that's just such a cool common denominator that all of us understand. Um, Do you want to maybe start us off and just share a little bit about what your journey has looked like in the last, you know, six, seven years or so and, and, and where you're at now? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, and I think um, the interesting thing was I didn't really realize my journey was a journey until very recently. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, touching on that, what you said in the intro. But, um, yeah, so my journey actually started um, six and a half years ago. Um, when I was in a field at a festival um, in London and I was actually um, I was definitely what you describe as a party girl back then (laughs) I was in the middle of this field and slightly wasted we will say and coming up on MDMA not one of my finer moments and I received a text message from the other side of the world um, telling me that my best friend was in hospital um, having brain surgery because they had found tumors. So while my physical body was flying high, this just this like horrendous traumatic message hit me. And it was such a, I think the word savage is the only word I can use, like such a horrendous experience. Um, And that evening didn't get any better, surprisingly. <laughs> and um, the next day I woke up and I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't be this person. And yeah, it was just such a strong, like, what are you doing? Like, where are we? Um, and yeah, from that point on, I was like, okay, I will never ever touch drugs again. Like, they are done. That's in the box. Um, and from that point, I just set about setting my life straight. And I just decided like, okay, we've got to make changes. What are we going to do? Um, and then there was a succession of changes <laughs> through um, six years. Um, and I actually realized over that period, like with each change that I made, like another door was opening. And I was just becoming 
much more happier change by change but I really realized that I was not in a good place I was in a loveless relationship um I I was an alcoholic definitely you know you don't need to be drinking a liter of vodka on a park bench to be an alcoholic you can be a very good functioning one um with a great job um and I just realized I was yeah my body was so neglected um but then the outcome of it was exactly six years later on the same weekend, I crossed the Ironman finish and um, in sub 12 hours. Yeah. So it was, and it was such a coincidence that it was the same weekend. And it was like the universe was really like, because hmm, the race was moved because of COVID. I wasn't sure I was going to go. And then, yeah, in that week before, I was like, wow, this was exactly six years ago. And um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a very um, interesting six years. (laughs) I'm very happy to say I'm here now rather than there. Oh, I, you know, that's a dangerous game to play, but sometimes I play it too. Like, what if? And in terms of not like, oh, what if I won the lottery? What if I married Brad Pitt? (laughs) But (laughs) but what, what if I had taken a left instead of a right? Or what if I had said yes to that job? Or what if I had, you know, not said no to that one date or whatever it might've been. And, you know, for me, you know, we're both expats. And I think that even gives a little bit more to the story of like, oh, well, what if I didn't move abroad? What if I stayed at home? What would my life look like? And, and so I I laugh a little bit, but I'm also kind of like, oh, I do that too. (laughs) But I think what your story really shows and that I love so much is that, you know, that that was a hit of intuition that you got when it was coming down from the party and it's like, okay, no more, this can't go on. And that internal dialogue of like, okay, well, if I can't do this anymore, what next? What has to change? What can no longer remain the same? And having that conversation, I think, requires a lot of honesty and and being honest with yourself is probably, I think, one of the most difficult things that you can ever do um, because there's nowhere to hide. And when we're in, we are in relationship with other people, we can always present like a slightly different version of ourselves, a slightly different, more shiny, <laughs> faceted side. And so it's easier to kind of sweep the the really raw parts of who we are under the rug. But when we come to that place of like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't live my life like this anymore. And I think a lot of people have that realization and whether it's, you know, drugs or alcohol or sex or food or, you know, codependent relationships or whatever it is. Like when you get to that point where you're like, I cannot do this anymore. Then it's like, okay, that means I have to really be real with who I am, what I want and what's going on here. And that is the scariest place to be, I think. And when you're in that moment of radical honesty with yourself, it's this big, like, okay, what comes next? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to actually follow through and and make a change? Or are you going to think about it for a while? Or are you going to be like, yeah, I wish I could change. But I've heard this one before. It's too late. I'm too old. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh. And I, I, I hear that in my teacher training sometimes. I hear it just in general from people I know. And I'm like, no, it's never too late. You're not too old. If you want to change your life, 
change your life. Like that's it. (laughs) And I know that's like a very flippant way of putting it, but it's like, if you want to change your life, change your life, do it. Yeah. And I love what you say there about how like being honest with yourself is the key. And I really, really believe that like being honest with yourself and taking personal responsibility, Mm. like really, because like you say, like being honest with yourself can be the hardest thing in the world. But the moment that you start living into that, it's the easiest thing in the world. Because you really like, if it's, it's painful to be honest with yourself when you are not where you are meant to be. Mm-hmm. But when you are starting to get on that journey and you've made that decision like, okay, I'm going to do it. From that moment when you say, I'm going to do it and you stay in that place where you're honest with yourself, life becomes a lot easier. Yeah. So it's like, it's that initial fear of being honest with yourself. But I think the moment that you step into it, you're like, oh, okay, actually, yeah. So I'm going to do this. Like, and yeah, I feel like that. I hear that a lot from people as well. Like, oh yeah, but I couldn't make that change. I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) You just, just decide. And something that I love to say is like dreams come true the moment you decide they do. Mm. It's you, you can do it. Like there's nothing that, you know, if you if you sit there, like you say, in your honesty, in your truth, and if it's something that's really important to you, you, you are, like, the universe is going to support you there. Yeah, well, and it comes back to this idea of, of being in alignment with your intuition. And you had said that, you know, as soon as you started making these changes, things got easier, doors started opening. And for me, what I hear when you said that was that it's just you were taking the steps forward in your life in the way that you were supposed to. And that doesn't mean that you knew you were doing it. It just is when things are full of ease, not easy, but full of ease. And there's a little bit of a rhythm and a little bit of fluidity to how things unfold in your life. And in terms of maybe the people that you meet or the job interview you go on or the opportunities that come your way or the relationship that comes your way or friendship that comes your way then that's when it's like a little like um, green flag, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like you're on the right path. You're on the right path. And, and I think that's how one way in which we know. And when we come back to this, this inquiry piece of like, okay, who am I? What do I want? What's important to me? You know, it does, it takes a lot of courage to be in that place and then to have the follow through of the actual action behind that to make the changes But when we do that, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this freedom that comes with being courageous enough to be who you are without having to, like, put on or pretend or fall into line or, you know, I just, to me, that's actually the saddest thing, I think. And I did this for a long time. And I, I still sometimes struggle with this to some degree, but societal pressure is a strong force. The pressure we get from our family and our friends of who they think we should be or the job we should have, or, you know, you and I have talked privately about this. If you have kids, when you have kids, you know, all this stuff comes into play. And it's like, it, it to some degree can almost become overbearing. And you're like, well, 
it becomes so hard to fight for who you are because it's just easier to do what people expect of you. Right. Yeah. And then that's what feeds into that fear of being who you are and being honest about who you are and what you want. And, you know, if a relationship doesn't work, nobody likes breakups, nobody, (laughs) but somebody has to do it if it's not the right relationship or if it's the job, you know, and if it's maybe you're making $200,000 as a doctor and yet you're still like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing, or this is not what brings me the happiness on that deep cellular true level. And it's like, okay, you walk away become a baker, whatever your passion is. And I don't mean that like, okay, everybody listening, go quit your job and become a baker. (laughs) I mean that in a like, okay, maybe start asking yourself these hard questions about who you are and what you're meant to do. And, you know, 80 years on life or 80 years of life on this earth seems like a long time when you're young. And then when you start actually like thinking about this stuff, you're like, oh my God, 80 years is nothing or 90 or 70 or how much time you have. And so it's like, I love this. I talk about this in yoga philosophy all this, all the time. What happens then is there's a sense of urgency and the urgency is now you have to make a change in your life now if something isn't working. And that doesn't mean be reckless or irresponsible and like quit your job tomorrow and break up with your partner and be out on the street. It means like, no, start the wheel, start the process in motion to make the changes that you need to do. And maybe it'll take you a year to find a new job or to move to where you want to be or to get a divorce, whatever it is. So I like that idea of intuition being the guide. And it really sounds like from your story, that's, that's what happened for you. It was like the intuition, like things started like progressing in a really positive manner. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you, like six years ago, I had no idea that it would be a domino effect that would lead me to Ironman. I had like, that was, if you'd asked me back then, like, you're going to fulfill this dream and you're going to feel like this and you're going to be this person. I would have been, I honestly would be like, yeah, good one. Um, I had no idea. And it's, it's like you say, it's, it can be, um, it's just small changes and following that in, intuition all the time and picking up on signs and things. And, um, and like you said, like society actually, I was out running. So I was out running one day and I was having the time of my life. <laughs> I was just like oh my god running is so amazing and I was smiling and people running past me thinking she is a lunatic or like Phoebe from Friends you know yes I do know and I was just having like had this amazing feeling in my body and in and I just had this flashback to when I was 12 years old and I used to run cross country And I used to run the girls cross country, the boys cross country and the years above me because I loved running. And that was my thing. It gave me so much joy. And then I grew up. I like I went through my teens. I went through my 20s and I lost this joy. And society, like through society or through whatever it was, but I was drawn in different directions. And but I was always meant to be running. Like that was my thing was like, whatever, I managed to find my way back to where I was meant to be. Um, and I did have to close the door on a lot of what society thinks that you should be doing. Like my parents, for example, 
when I told them like I'm I'm gonna stop drinking because I'm an alcoholic no you're not like don't be silly and I'm like no but I I have a serious problem I have to stop and they're like oh okay they didn't get it Mm. but at the same time I was like I I can't be that person anymore I can't like I've tried I've tried so hard to have one or two drinks it's always 45 so I have to close that door I have to move away from those friends and that that circle that I'm in to fulfill who I really am and then I got like the joy of finding exercise again finding running and having that like instinctive feeling like thing you you really feel like you must feel this with yoga when you're just like joy is like beaming from your heart and there are a lot of hard times when you are going through those changes when you are explaining to your friends your parents or whoever it is like I I don't want to be that person anymore and they've seen you for years be that person so maybe those people will come back at you and be like what are you sure but if you know and you like you say feed through your intuition and you know it's right for you it's really important to stick with that because great things will come from it. Mm. It's just having that strength and courage to really sit in it and really hold on to it. Oh, I love that so much. It's, it's really inspiring to hear you say that, Charlie, because I know for a lot of people being able to say with drinking, for example, which is so prevalent in our society, it's part of every social gathering and function. And you know, to be able to be like, no, 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 no. Listen, like this is, this is what I am telling you. I don't want to be this person anymore. And to be able to hold that line, I think is a really, a a big strength, like a big sign of strength for you. And so I just want to say like, that's amazing. And I think that's really inspiring um, to be able to do that. And because that's one of the ones where it's kind of like, it's sort of, you know, drugs, I get it. That's a little bit different and much easier, (laughs) you know, well, it's depending on the circle that you're in drugs are either acceptable or not acceptable. And in general population, they're not acceptable. So it's easier to be like, okay. And put a distance there. Alcohol is a lot harder because it is everywhere. Um, But hearing the rest of your story about like, yeah, be who you were meant to be. And then all of a sudden, like you found that joy again and that's one of the things that I really like to consider for myself and to encourage other people in my trainings to think about is we talk about this idea of Dharma and that is your, your soul's purpose. Like, why are you on this earth? What are you here to do? It ties into karma, the lessons you're here to learn. And when we're confused about our purpose, because we have heard all these mixed messages from society and media and okay, you go to university, you get a job, you climb the ladder, you get married, you have kids, da 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 game over. (laughs) That's what we're told. Yeah. (laughs) And that box is so small. It's so limiting. It's so constrictive that for many of us, especially I think those of us who really have a connection to spirit, whether that connection is small or big, that connection is always there. And through the correct practices, through the correct action, we can strengthen that connection to spirit so that hopefully we're feeling more fulfilled, more peaceful, more joyful in our life. But sometimes people ask the starting point is like, well, where do I begin? How do I find this joy? Like, I want joy. 
And one of the practices that we do is to actually remember what we love to do as a child, like what brought you a lot of joy as a kid. And maybe some of those things aren't going to translate into our adult life, like, you know, doing cartwheels in the lawn. Like you probably can't (laughs) do cartwheels forever as an adult, but maybe you can start to use your body in a different way, like have more free form expression through movement rather than like the constrictive, like, okay, this, you go to the gym and you lift weights and you, you work out that way. But for you, it was running and you reconnected with what brought you joy as a child. And I think that's what is so beautiful about your story too, is like, that was kind of your gateway. And then you're like back into truth, back into connection with yourself. And yeah, you're right. Yoga and, and for me, skiing also downhill skiing as, as was my number one love, um, way before yoga, before I found yoga. And for me, there's something, and I know you're going to absolutely agree with me on this one, but when you're able to move your body in nature and breathe and be alone, like when it's a powder day and I'm just skiing by myself down a run and I just hear the snow gently falling and I can hear my breath. And then I'm just like that, that is my bliss. Or it does also come for me when I, when I'm in the middle of like a, a challenging yoga flow and the music is like spot on and everything just like kind of comes together. Like I feel strong in that moment. My breath is fluid. The beat is pumping. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) this is it like those are the two things where I really feel the most alive in my entire life yeah and like oh I love that you said that about the snow because like that sound of powder it's like oh the the most precious sound like the sounds in nature that we get when we engage with it I totally relate you're right like and I also get that buzz from when I when I'm swimming and I hear, listen to my breath when I'm swimming. It's like, oh, I was trying to explain this to my boyfriend and he doesn't swim like front crawl in water. And I was like, it's the best sound. <laughs> and you sound a bit weird explaining to someone that doesn't know it. But yeah, I totally relate like when you have that sound. And I think, I actually think when you um, were talking then like surrounding um, when you are at a point in your life where you really want to make change or you know you need to make a change I think looking at the people around you in your life is very important at that stage because when I hear you speak about what sets you alight what brings you joy it sets me alight I'm like wow yeah that's so true um and if you aren't in your like if you're in your life and you're for example with a a partner who's not serving you or you're surrounded by people who are not making you be your best self like they're not bringing out the the best version of you like I always say now like I'm trying to become the best version of myself like I'm really living into my not the best version I'm trying to like live my truth yeah your most authentic version yeah like I just want to be myself and to do that I I I am more likely going to do that when I have great people around me. Like people that want to go out and go bike riding or get inspired or excited about the same things that you do. But if you're surrounded by people who 
who also are, you know, maybe a bit stagnant in their life. And they're also, you know, not taking personal responsibility. Like, it's very important to look at those relationships and, and be real at that point. And I had to do this. And like, is it healthy for me to stick around you? And, and just have that honest conversation. And like, you know, and it's, it's really okay if you're trying to save yourself or make a change for yourself to end relationships or just park them and be like, I'm not sure this is okay for me right now. Um, and I think that's an important practice when you are going into an area of change or trying to give yourself a little bit more in life. A hundred percent. I mean, when you are making these changes, it takes so much effort and so much energy that you have to be supported by the people around you. And I don't mean supported by like, oh, we're your family. We're going to love you no matter what. I mean, supported energetically. And when you have people in your life who don't understand what you're trying to do, who aren't matching your vibration, then Mm -hmm. it's time. It is time to say goodbye. And that is a tough boundary to learn. Um, I know for myself, I worked really hard on that. And at this point in my life, I can honestly say, I mean, I don't, there's nobody in my life who does not up-level what I'm here to do. And, you know, we call this the, the proximity principle, who you are in relation to around you. And when we have a choice with like our friendships and our relationships and are they, yes, are they encouraging you? Are they supporting you? Are they exciting you? Um, I love, and this is like with women in particular, I love to see other women entrepreneurs and other women who are really taking and use use this term personal accountability, which I love so much. It's like such an unsexy term, but it's like like the most, I think one of the most exciting topics is like, are you being accountable for how you show up in the world? And when other women can say yes, it's like, it becomes like the energy, like perpetuates itself. It's like this cycle that moves forward. It gets bigger. It gets like more, just more. And then it becomes easier and easier for you to show up as your best self because you're being surrounded by other people who are matching your energy and uplifting you rather than just like, yeah, status quo, whatever. I'd love to do that, but dot, dot, dot. I'm not smart enough. I'm not cool enough. I'm not dot, 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 dot. I want to be around people who are like, ooh, that's really intimidating and scary, and dot, 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 and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to ask for that raise, and I'm going to reach out. Like, that's what I like. Like, those are the people I want around me. Like, go for it. And rejection and failure are so scary. However, when you live in that space of connection to authenticity, connection to your intuition, you start to see that in general, failure and, and rejection are just part of the course. If you mm. had a yes in every single area of your life all the time, how boring would you be? <laughs> yeah. And and also like are you and it's kind of terrible to say, but like if you're always are you pushing enough? Are you pushing your boundaries enough as well? Like it's totally okay not to make it like it's very okay and and on my agenda, like, yeah, there's times I've slipped up. There's times I've thought, like, and that's okay. Like, I'm vegan, for example, but I love cinnamon buns. 
And I did not eat them for a year and a half because I couldn't find any vegan cinnamon buns. And it was bringing misery into my life. So I was like, I'm just going to make that exception. Let it go. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's fine. And like, there will be areas like when I was training for Ironman with days, I just didn't want to train. And, you know, I would just sit and be miserable the whole training session. And afterwards, I was like, actually, probably just shouldn't have trained today. And that would have been better for you. Or like, you know, there's so many and there's been times like I tried to get sober so many times. And I was like, okay, this time it's going to be this month. It's going to be this. And I just had to come to times with like, if you do a week, that's great. And then a week turns into three months. And then it's like, it's okay to fail. It's okay that stuff doesn't always go your way. But as long as you stay focused, and like you said, as long as you're like around those people who, if you do get a no or a rejection, you're around high vibration people. They are the people who are going to be like, ah, don't worry about it. It's good you try. Exactly. Versus the low, the like the people who are like, oh yeah, I knew that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing, like, I don't have any of these people in my life and I, I doubt you do either, but, but they are out there. The ones who are so miserable in their own life that the only way they, they can attempt to make themselves feel better is by bringing other people down and by being negative about everything. And I think when I see people like that, it makes me really sad because I'm like, oh, your life could be so much better. But I think what it comes down to is this idea that the unknown is what creates the fear. And so sometimes the known, even if the known is miserable or the the known is painful, the known is still known. Like there's a name they can assign to that versus the unknown, which is very like, I don't know what's going to happen. And And it's too bad because that space of the unknown is actually where the magic comes in and where you don't know your life could go off the charts in terms of the most amazing dream life. And you don't even know it because you're too scared to give it a chance. And this actually was a really big lesson for me when I was going through quite a bit of a a personal transformation in my late twenties, early thirties. And um, I had, I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again. I was kind of dating this guy and I really liked him and he was not so into me. He was and now, now he was definitely, what do you, I was trying to think of the term. He wasn't ghosting me. Oh, they call him like crumbs or something. Like when somebody keeps you just like hanging on anyways, he kept me hanging on. And, uh, then I found out and I found out why it was because he was still in love with his ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend. I didn't know anything about, I knew who she was. And then I started hearing like, and I didn't care. I was like, whatever, it's in the past. And then I started hearing stories about her where she's like, oh, she owns her own clothing store. Oh, she has recorded an album and she's a musician. Oh, she's done this. She's done that. And each time I heard something, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like it was like bombs going off because like my self-esteem took the biggest hit in the whole world because I was like, oh my God, this girl sounds amazing. She's out there like doing these awesome things obviously worked really hard to get to where she's at. And it made me, it wasn't about the guy. The story is not about a guy. I want to be really clear. The story is about the girl (laughs) who I've never met. And it, 
just all of a sudden in that moment, I was like, you know what, Jessica, nobody is going to show up on your doorstep with a platter holding the key to your dreams. If you want to change your life and you want to be somebody else, or you want to do something else, like let's get going. And, and for me, that was really related to my career in yoga because I was so, I'm such a perfectionist in a lot of ways. And especially when it comes to schooling and education, I was like, oh, well, you know, I didn't start teaching yoga until I'd done my third teacher training because I was, I didn't think I would be accepted as a teacher unless I was like really qualified. And then of course I came to find out that was, I was overqualified. <laughs> it was fine at that point for what I was doing. Um, but the point is to what your point was, which is like, you got to just go for it and like get over yourself. And it is really scary and it's really hard. But when you, for me, what happened, it was like literally a switch. I was like, first I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, this girl's so cool and I'm not cool at all. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, here we go. What's the next step? And it's like, you know, self-promotion is a really, really hard game. And our fear of judgment from other people I think really limits a lot of decisions that many of us end up making in our life. And you were, you were saying, you know, when you're in alignment with your truth, it gets easier. And I think that's what we're striving towards is like being unapologetically who we are. Yeah. And I mean, I think the ironic thing is if you met that girl now, you'd probably be best friends. <laughs> maybe I have no like idea. you're awesome <laughs> yeah I don't know I I it's it's funny sounds, is, so, I mean she sounds like the type of person that you'd want to be around but when you're in that like closed self of self like you're not sure of yourself you can't be the best version of yourself like you're saying like if you if you are coming from a place of like comparing yourself to others and like oh that they're, they're doing this and I'm not doing this and that you're kind of intro like you're you're going inwards but when you start to think you know like but I'm this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be you can be really strong and solid in that and then those people actually aren't like you said like then then they're not you're not going to compare to them you're just going to turn up as you are and say like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. This is what I do. What do you do? Yeah, totally. And the thing was, is like before that I wasn't unhappy. Like I was I was just unaware. And so for me, like having that, that shake to my confidence is actually what helped me then up level and get serious about pursuing the dreams that I had. And, you know, like, it was just funny. Cause I, at the time I was like, wow, 10 minutes ago, I was unoblivious 10 minutes now, 10 minutes, you know, 10 years ago, whatever. And then 10 minutes later, all of a sudden my entire world changed. And it was just like from this casual conversation where about this girl, I didn't know. And the point was for me, just like, Whoa, how big, first of all, each and every single one of us has like big dreams. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. The question is, what do we do with that? Do we actually put ourselves on the line? Do we put ourselves in the spotlight where we might get fear of rejection, where we might have people say things to us or be like, oh, you're not, you're not good enough. You're not qualified enough. And, and then the thing is, do we listen to those people or do we say like, nope, you know what? I am 100% convicted. This is my path. This is what I'm here to do. And this is my truth. 
get out of the way. Mm. Yeah. And do you find, so what I've found over the last few years is deciding to make change is actually a little bit addictive. And obviously I have an addictive personality. So luckily it's a good addiction now. Um, but do you find like in yourself that when you've got on, I, I like to think of it like a roller coaster of change. Like when I got on and I went through the first corner, I was like, oh, that was fun. Like that worked. <laughs> I'm like, I can do that again. Do you find that as well? Like have you found that in your life? Oh, absolutely. And I think when we start showing up as better versions of ourselves, what happens is all of a sudden our criteria for how our life looks changes too. So it's like a moving target. So as soon Mm. as we start exercising regularly, all of a sudden we feel better, we sleep better, we're happier, our emotions are more regulated. And then now, you know, what used to make us happy and I, no, that's a bad example. I'm not going to say what used to make us happy. I'll say what used to be a habit of ours no longer seems appealing. Maybe having the bag of the Cheetos or watching, you know, X on the beach TV show, which is just filming and helps it all, by the way, which is why I'm thinking of it. <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden, like those are, they're just, they're just not appealing anymore. Mm. And so then what becomes appealing? Well, maybe we're going to listen to a podcast about an elevated conversation. Maybe we're going to listen to some really happy, feel good music. Maybe we're going to have a conversation with our partner. Like then, then that becomes who we are over time. And then now six months goes by. And then now what we used to really enjoy or what used to be part of our habits and daily life has cut. You're like, Oh, well, that's interesting. I haven't had Cheetos in like six months. Hmm. Maybe I should get a bag. Mm, nah, that doesn't actually sound that good. What I'd really like would be like, oh, a raw cake from Oslo Raw. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. my my healthy addiction. <laughs> yeah, but I, and I think like having change in your life is a habit. Like it is something that you introduce in. Like you say, it can be like, you know, now when I'm thinking about myself, I'm like, okay, so. I've elevated my health to here with the habits I have, which is eating very, like eating pretty good, pretty clean, training for like one one to two hours a day. And that's not for everyone. (laughs) That's just my body likes that. (laughs) Like everyone is individual, but then I'm like, okay, so these are my, this is, this is my lifestyle. This is my, like what I do now. And, and can I elevate it? Like, what can I change next? And it's, and yeah, and, like, and and being, like we said, in that place of truth. But it's like, instead of, I just want people to know that I think if you are in a place where you're, you haven't made a lot of change for a while or haven't been reviewing things, that once you just get on that train, it actually does, after a while, just become so instinctive. And it's back to what you said in the beginning. Like, you just get, like, really follow your instincts. And like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm actually, yeah. Did you think I need to eat a bit more spinach, or yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and the funny thing is, spinach st- starts to sound really good. Like, oh, I'm like actually craving spinach or whatever spinach. it might be. <laughs> it's funny. I do laugh about that, and you know, I think about myself 15 years ago. And if you said I was going to be running a yoga school in Norway, be like, and and my daily life, like the things that I do in my daily life 
I actually, sometimes I like wish I had a little video camera, just like not, not like, oh, this is me eating food, but like just the small things, you know, I'll make a comment. I always joke with my husband. I'm like, oh, that's dead food. I'm not going to eat it. You know, and that comes from Ayurveda. I'm like, I don't eat dead food, <laughs> meaning food that isn't high in pranic value or nutrition. And that that's a type of comment where people would be like, okay, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> unless you know I'm like where's my nausea oil which is like the oil that you lubricate your nostrils with that helps with a lot of different things including headaches vision mental clarity I love it I do it all the time but it's like you know if somebody was in my house they're like well that's weird what's nausea oil oh it's the 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 oil that I use to like lubricate inside my nostril they'd be like okay you're crazy (laughs) but these are the things I do every day all the time this is who I am and it's just it's really funny because I love being able to evaluate the changes that I've made in my life. And I love it. I love who I am and I love what I do. And I love how I'm able to take care of my body and my mind in such a really uplifting way. And, you know, I'd be curious, I, are there, and so for me, there are these, these habits that I've established that are going to be with me for the rest of my life. Like I have several non-negotiables I do every single day, no matter what tongue scraping and abiyanga every single day always happens without fail. And then I add in other things when I have more time or whatever, but are there some things, changes that you've made that you know, for sure are actually like permanent, permanent changes rather than being like, Oh, this is just like a stopping point and, and I'll uplevel this later. And you're like, Nope, I'm done upleveling in this area. Yeah. That's a good question. I I think um, eating vegan minus the cinnamon buns um, is definitely like a hundred percent that's stamped in my life now forever. Um, and I actually grew up with a lot of stomach problems. And the moment I started to eat plant based, I I think my body really loves it. I don't think it's for everyone, um, but yeah, eating plant based for me just gives me like it gives me what I need for my body to be the, in the state that it's in. I like definitely that. Um, and being sober, I just, I could never drink again. Like there are, um, I mean, over this past year, a COVID, obviously, like there, oh, I think I was walking home one day and I, was, I saw people drinking a glass of wine in the sun. And for a split second, I thought like that looked nice. And then I just had this like, oh no but then they'd wake up the next morning and they'd feel like they'd feel awful and I was like oh my goodness this is where we are like I'm here in my life that my in like my straight away my reaction is like oh no that's not a good idea um so yes so eating plant-based and being vegan is definitely two things that will I will always 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 have um and training like exercising is something um I don't I mean I don't have kids <laughs> as you know Jessica and I think for me it would be very naive to say to keep up the training that I have at the moment for the rest of my life because I do train um you know one to two hours a day um and I think if I get kids that might be a little bit harder but definitely moving my body daily is something that is so sacred to me now um and just it's it fuels me it really just, I mean, I am, I'm working hard on my meditation practice at the moment. Um, it still has a lot of, uh, like, 
where where I would like it to be and what I get from it is it's two slightly different places um but I do like to say like my my current form of meditation is just being on my bike or cross-country skiing or swimming like it just fuels my soul so much I get so much happiness from it yeah so those things I definitely would never want to lose oh that's awesome is your boyfriend is he in the training Ironman no he he agreed that he thought that was crazy um (laughs) and I always will hold this against him that we I, I actually bought my ticket and then I I had had an Ironman dream for a very long time um 10 years ago I worked for a guy who did an Ironman and there was something that went in my brain when he talked about that and I was like what is that um and it stayed there and when I got to a pretty healthy place about three years ago I was like I want to do that and my boyfriend was like well maybe you should try to run a marathon first uh before you decide this and I was like okay but I hadn't done I did the marathon but I hadn't done any triathlons before I signed up for Ironman so it was my first one but when I told him I'd signed up for it he was like do not expect me to do that with you (laughs) so he has a bike and we go on beautiful beautiful rides through like the most amazing roads in Norway um I'm so blessed to be here and appreciate the beautiful roads and tarmac you become a bike geek even if you don't want to um but um yeah no the Iron Man dream was 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 just mine but he's an incredible support and I I do um I owe who I am now and everything that's happened to me over the last six years I I owe him so much of that just because he's always let me be me Mm. like and really I think was the first person who he is a very non-judging person um I think it's one of his most beautiful traits um and yeah I think at some points along our relationship in the beginning highlighted that my drunken behavior and turning up on his doorstep at three in the morning was not acceptable (laughs) which I thank him for now um but yeah he's definitely nurtured me into this person I am today so yeah for that I will forever be thankful but it's it is yeah it's about finding that person who does that who nurtures you but doesn't navigate you I think that's really important as well they see when you're thriving and they're there to support it but they wouldn't try to yeah like navigate you into that place so yeah and actually you touched on something that I think is super important to highlight um and then we'll we'll wrap up here in a few minutes but um you said something about you didn't say it in these words. I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you alluded to the idea that you have to be um, kind to yourself and that he was kind to you. And I think when we're talking about going through the process of transformation and how, how that requires this really radical honesty about who you are, um, you know, and that's so scary and that's so just a very painful, I think for many of us, it's an incredibly painful place to be. Um, because you're you're removing every single shield, every single barrier, every single lie you've ever told yourself. Yeah. And when you get to that place, it's so raw, it's so 
unprotected. It's so vulnerable. And I think it's very easy for many of us to have the defense mechanism of turning to negativity and be like, see, this is why this happens to you. Or, you know, you're, you're bad. This is that the other thing, like you don't deserve to be happy. And so that's the defense mechanism that comes in because it's easier than being like, wow, oh my God, I am this beautiful, vibrant human who is in the process of expanding. And I think when we're able to change the narrative around what this experience looks like, I mean, it's always, I think transformation is always painful, in my opinion, uh, true transformation. It requires us to, to literally remove the parts of ourselves that have atrophied, that are no longer helpful that are, and that are holding us back or, or clouding our vision from the heart. And the most important thing, though, is to remember that this process also requires a lot of compassion for ourselves and like a lot of love and a lot of like, Hey, you're doing an awesome job, you know, and, and changing that self-talk about like, Hey, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to slip up. It's okay to rearrange the rules to fit you. Like I loved your example of being vegan, but still having the cinnamon bun exception, like being able to have that kind of ebb and flow with your experience, I think is what brings in that really kind state of like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm doing the best I can and that's great. That's enough. And when we find the people who support us too and like be like, hey, you're doing a good job. Like those are the people we want. Like it sounds like your boyfriend is. And and that compassion piece, I just wanted to highlight because I think that's so important when we are doing this personal evolution. It's so important and it's it's vital. Like in and a lot of the time I you know, I I like to think of that thing like, would you say the things that you say to yourself to others? And really I had to tell myself this so many times. <laughs> You're like, would you speak to someone like this? Like, no. And and it's a practice as well. Like showing yourself love and showing yourself care the more you do it the easier it gets and yeah and just and having that real compassion for yourself and from the moment you decide to change you've made yourself proud Mm. from that point on you've made yourself proud so you need to wake up in the mirror every day and say like I've decided to change I've made myself proud and then just hold on to that. Like, yeah, it might take you a year. It might take you 10 years. But you've decided and just hold on to that and be like, yeah, I'm proud of that. That's awesome. That's really good advice. It's um, mantra is powerful. Affirmations are powerful. And and actually the neuroscience reflects and supports exactly what you said. Like just it's a practice. And the more often that we train ourselves to have these positive thoughts or these positive um, pathways of thoughts more accurately, then actually those paths get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then all of a sudden, those negative thoughts are less frequent and they're less strong and they're less powerful. And then all of a sudden we're like, hey, you know what? I'm awesome. I'm doing a great job. I had a painful period in my life that was really challenging. And look at me now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Actually, the funny thing is when you say this, like our mutual friend, Tracy, I, I talked to her and I said, like, yeah, I really want to start talking about my story. And she was like, what about Jessica's podcast? My immediate reaction was, no, I can't do that. 
Like, I can't, I can't. And then I put the phone down and I was like, so why? Like, why can't you do that? Really break that down. Like, why was that your response? And I was like, of course you can do that. You know, I was sitting there, I was like, this is what you want to do. Like, of course you can do that. And yeah, and just having that moment with yourself and like, okay, so why did we say no? Was that something that has built, we've built up over time? And is that what we're trying to break? And if it is, like, oh, yeah, that's what we're trying to say. Okay, yeah, then I'll go back and I'll fix it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's practice, like you said. And don't believe everything you think. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on. And I'm so glad you reached out. And, um, yeah, I think it's a really important conversation. And I think it can spark a lot of interesting inquiry for people listening. And um, I just want to see, are there any last words, anything else that you would like to add or say, or any shout outs you want to give or anything you want to share? Um, no, I think, well, I think I just, yeah, I would just like to say to anyone that is in a place where they want to change, like you can definitely do it. Like there's nothing there's nothing special or extraordinary about like myself and you will get so so the rewards you get from living into your true self is like you can see the smile on my face that tells you it like it's just the moment that you decide to make these changes you will be rewarded and it's really hard and you will have dark days but the light days are so worth it yeah I wish I could just bottle like the feeling I had in Iron Man and then just be able to give someone like samples of it and be like, if you if you really want to like make change and live into your best self, this is how you could feel. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I wish I could give to be. Yes, yes. The Iron Man <laughs> elixir. I want some. Sign me up. Because I'll tell you what, yeah. doing an Iron Man actually is probably one of my biggest I uh, you couldn't you probably could not pay me to do it. <laughs> I think it sounds miserable. So I think that's so impressive. And I don't think it's for everyone, definitely. I will say it was some of the best hours I've ever had in my whole entire life. I actually loved the whole thing, which shows that I was meant to be there. But I definitely don't think it's for everyone. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I laugh sometimes because my husband is a climber. And he when he would take me climbing and he would try and motivate me, and he would be like, come on, get it, get it. You got it. All right, go for it. And they'd be like, suffer. And I was like, I like just died laughing. And I dropped from the hang I was on. We were bouldering inside. And I was like, I was like, you don't know me at all. If you think screaming the word suffer is going to motivate me. <laughs> but that's what I imagine that an Iron Man would be, pure suffer. So <laughs> But but the yeah. feeling the feeling of the high that you got from doing the Iron Man absolutely I want some of that yeah that I will find how to bottle it and then I'll just send it to you. <laughs> awesome well I want to thank you so much Charlie and thank um, you so much we will be in touch and I hope to see you in person sometime soon yeah thank you so much for today you're welcome bye bye bye.